Oh, we are live now. So let me yeah, just have to get the chats loaded up. That'll be good. It's probably gonna take a minute or three anyway. Get this thing going. Hasn't quite shown up that there it is. And then we need wait no shouting. This pop that out. Close that. Uh, we need OBS going. So you agree that's right. What a waste of a sober night. Thoughts on Venom Kills Demons comment from Ford. Well, the demon was first, unlike Burgundy Burnouts, uh, who's in fact second. Thank you, Burgundy Burnouts. Thoughts on Venom Kills Demons comment from Ford. Well, you're going to have to make a Coyote Moger or one of those six twos do a lot to go up against uh, one of those Hemis or, honestly, Turbo LSs or things like that. Armadillos for life. Why are people saying our armadillos for life? I have no loving idea. All right. But we are currently here on the RCR After Dark portion of the podcast where we're going to answer your questions. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And uh, we are already off to the races, yeah. so to speak. Finally we're got the super chat working and all the regular live stream yeah. chat thing. Uh, someone asked, when are we going to Harris Hill? It's going to be the middle of October. Um, I don't have the exact dates yet. There will be a car meet in Austin at the parking lot of On It. <laughs> uh, so awesome! They're helping us out with our car meet. Oh, and hey, Eric, who's uh, Phoenix? We did. He said he loves the review. Thank you. Mm. Thank you for letting hey, us. Eric, review. man. Yeah, man. That car was great. That was a great car. It needed gear vendors. But, you know, what are you going to do? Like, change the transmission? The car is great how it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You really you really want that. I was, thinking, I was thinking of you today, Eric, driving home in the Falcon because my fourth gear is just not there. It's not shifting into overdrive. I'm like, how does Eric deal with this? And then I remembered I'm rolling around at 3.27 gearing and you're running around at 2.8 or something like that. So it's probably not that bad. But even I'm out there on 61 going 50 miles, an indicated 50 miles an hour, which is probably like 48, and I'm still revving too. I was like, I need this fourth gear, freaking third. Uh, yeah, yeah, the transmission's not kicking down. I tightened up the uh, TV cable um, about uh, one-eighth of an inch. That's what Bruce told me to. And I haven't tested it yet because I just came back here to do the podcast. And uh, so... Uh, it's already 10 p.m. and we usually go for an hour at this. It'd be 11 p.m. Going out there, working on the car. Nah, nah. I'll deal with it tomorrow morning with a fresh head. Nah, that's all you can really do. Because if I do it and it's still not working, then I'm all wound up. Yeah. And I'm searching on web forums. Bruce is asleep right now, so eh, just deal with it tomorrow morning. I don't think I have everything, anything scheduled tomorrow. I'm already done editing next week's video i sent you the audio yeah i just have to do the song which i mean it's one of the rare times where i can't actually say what song i'm parroting because the title gives away what the car is yeah <laughs> but which is hilarious but mm -hmm. still it's it'll be a good one when am i going to review a geo metro 
Uh, when I get one, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, like it's all about what we get offered and distance relative to where we are. Yeah. Uh, Ryder says thoughts on the classic Chair Gear Wrangler TJ. Love the TJ. I think it's the best uh, Jeep ever made. Uh, it's the last of the small ones. They're 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 gosh darn. All they need in a, is an LS, and they're perfect. Because people used to swap uh, Ford 302s or Ford 50s into them, uh, because at that time I think that was the smallest small block you could get um, before the LS. And now uh, people have uh, something. Adrian said, "Did you read my email on the Dynaflow?" Yeah, I did. Good stuff. Uh, that's crazy. A car with no gears and this weird slipper thing uh, that just makes the uh, uh, torque converter just spin super inefficiently. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, to Parker Cushing, uh, when's the album coming out? It's already out. Just uh, type regular car reviews into Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. And uh, yeah, it'll be just check it out. It's good stuff. Nope. Uh, thank you. Nope for your donation. Fairfax is. Um, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for just saying these words. Fairfax is something that something that. Yet you say blank to describe it in the uh, Aki video. This isn't real PA. Sorry. Sorry. Mm. Nope. <laughs> My bad. Eh, I don't know. That's all I can say. Yeah, Sorry. What are, you, what are you really gonna say? Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a. Yeah, no, that's no good. There was some question earlier about uh, preferring whether, like, a pick between the books nineteen eighty four and Brave New World, and I'm kind of on team neither. They just both kind of seem. Uh, I think there's a certain didactic purpose for 1984 and that it's meant to instruct about what the world could possibly become right uh whereas brave new world is just kind of weird for weirdness sake orgy but, porgy forward and fun kiss the girls and make them one <laughs> girls at one boys at peace orgy porgy gives release huh straight out of night straight out of brave new world Teach it to high school it. kids, and then they get caught up in that thing. Eh, 1984 or uh, Brave New World. I'm on uh, a Dulles Husky kick. I it's, mean, I'm not on a kick. I, I I think I read that book four times. I don't know. It's the one of the few books that's almost completely about sex that I find boring as hell. <laughs> it's just yeah. Well, that's a point. It's supposed to be sex was vapid. Yeah. People get hopped up on soma, which was pretty much heroin, and uh, like heroin and weed together. It's like. Probably hey, like like I know what heroin feels like. Well, so much makes me think of that movie with Christian Bale and I want to say Mackay Pfeiffer, but I'm not sure. Where uh, it's like gun kata, which is like oh the, the Marshall, equilibrium. Equilibrium. There we go. Yeah. That, damn, that movie was cool. <laughs> now I gotta go watch Equilibrium again. Dave and Sidaway, Ford Flex, the official car of. Can we go home? <laughs> the official car of how long do more do we have to be here? Um, the official car of 
the official car of smiling your smiling your way through a grinding marriage. Mm. Ford Flex. The official car of just I'm not shaving my nuts today. <laughs> it's just Zenial Trash doesn't have a question, but thank you for the five dollars, sir. Nope again says Flex, a five hundred pound minivan raised rover zero to sixty in five point seven seconds. Eh. Huh, not bad. I guess the Flex can move. Um our uh David Coletti says that uh some departments use Ford Flexes as police vehicles. Hmm. Certainly they're big enough. Spencer Christensen, uh, with a question that we get a different take on seemingly every week, but it's always interesting to kind of see what gets swapped out mm-hmm. in the question. Uh, should I learn to ride a motorcycle on a 650cc enduro bike? How tall are you, Spencer? Because that depends whether you should or shouldn't. How tall are you and how heavy you are? How tall? Like, what's your height? What's your weight? And then I'll answer your question. Don't lie. Because <laughs> I'm going to give you real advice. Yeah. What bands do you guys listen to the most? I love the Slackers. I think that's the best band in existence right now. I never listen to just one. Or I mean, I never listen to a band. I always listen to... My music tastes are usually just one song by this artist one song by this artist and it's just a weird mixture of playlists with weird stuff on it i guess right now i'm on a panic at the disco but like a recent panic at the disco type uh kick of their uh the death of a bachelor which is remember when uh oh, I know oh no no that's sorry. I'm sorry no I mean, which is a good album that was all i was gonna say remember when we were in la and i went to visit my friend yeah uh, she's in one of Panic at the Disco's music videos. Really? Yeah, That's cool. It's like it's a steampunk one, and she's in the background holding a big novelty hammer. <laughs> That's awesome. I spent that afternoon in the Peterson Automotive Museum. Yeah. It was a good time. And then right across the street is the new museum for the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Mm-hmm. So, like, next time I get a free day in L.A., I'm probably going to go visit that just because I'm still an, an Oscar nut, even though they keep making horrible decisions like creating a, a category for popular film or saying that some of the categories aren't going to be broadcast live like they do with the Grammys, which is just dumb as hell, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> uh, let's see. Didn't hear back from Spencer. Hmm. Uh, Red Speeder 98 says, Do you think Pontiac went under because of the terrible rebadge jobs? Like the G5 is just a cobalt, the G3 is just an Aveo. Really? The Torrent is just an Equinox? No, no I think it was just superfluous to begin with. Because uh, Pontiac was supposed to be the luxury performance division of General Motors. Uh, and it was kind of throughout the 80s. Like They were priced higher than the equivalent Chevys. But then Chevy started having the performance segment too. Yeah. And then all of General Motors got better once we got past like 19, two, or 2009. And uh, it, they, uh, uh, like the parents in uh, Tokyo Story, they're just not needed. Yeah. I mean, Pontiac kind of ended up being a relic by the time, you know, we got to the 90s i suppose or by the time we got to the mid 80s i suppose yeah and then also the cadillacs were getting fast in performance as well you had all the ctsvs yeah so what the hell do we need pontiac for yeah it's redundant yeah 
Daka Jones says, in today's day and age, the modern regular car, the modern regular car are the small SUVs and crossovers. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting that you haven't done one yet. Uh, oh, like, like a Chevy Trax? Yeah, I haven't done a small car like that. Is there too little to say? Are they all too much alike? I think there's plenty to say. Um, it's like, look, this is where we are. These are the small cars now, and it's partly due to emissions. And people want to get, I want a lot of car for my money. You also have to build a car that's safe for pedestrians. People want to carry stuff. And I made a video like a few years ago to think that said like right now we're going through like another 1970s. I don't find any of the cars all that good looking. I think yeah, Mustangs are kind of looking weird. Everything's looking weird because we have all these new insane uh, pedestrian safety uh, requirements that are turning the front of cars into just these flat things. You see it really, even Subarus are just getting good junk. Mm. Like, again, a, a quote from my uh, uh, God rest my soul grandmother who said, like, in her waning years, all cars look like trucks these days. And I'm like, <laughs> crap, they do. They all have the flat fronts. So you can hit people and they, and they don't flatten <laughs> them out. So until we find a way to work with these new safety regulations, cars are going to look dumpy. And the only way to kind of make them look okay is to do crossovers. Of course, also crossover, technically not a passenger car. It's a crossover, so they get away from uh, these emissions regulations. Yeah. It's a strange phenomenon to make everything look like a rolling box. But yeah. here we are. But and not good-looking rolling boxes like like those old like Buick Roadmasters and things like that. Yeah, those look nice. The, these are boxes with the edges sanded down or well you can't really sand a box every single car is a usb charging brick <laughs> this is every single vehicle just pretty much xenial mm. trash oh thank you again sir i f i figure i'm the same age as you and roman i'm turning 38 this year oh uh, you're one year old, older than me. I'm 37. I recently started growing hair in my ears. <laughs> dude, it happens, dude. It makes me feel old. It does. I have to, sh I have one of those trimmers that you shove up your nose because mm. otherwise my hair will go past the edge of my nostril and that shit's ponderous. So I need to get <laughs> up and just <laughs> That shit's ponderous. Oh, that's delightful. Oh, oh that, that needs to be <laughs> in like my daily vocabulary. Find excuses to use it. <laughs> I've never had to deal with it. Well, I mean, I do deal with nose hair, but I mean, when I go to get a shape up like I did today, sometimes my barber will take care of it because he has one of those trimmers in yeah. the nose. Um, but sometimes I, I had like the micro touch for a long time, but those things die after like a week. What's a micro touch? It's like a $10, one of those trimmers that you shove up your nose. It's just okay. for touching up the edges and the corners and everything. And it takes like one AAA battery or something. Mm. And then you can never use it again. It's, I mean, it's meant to last, but for whatever reason they don't, they're crappily made. You can't replace the AAA battery? No, you can replace the battery. I just mean it breaks down. It stops. Oh. It just... Stop. shits out on you i have to trim the outside of my ears 
There are hairs growing on my ear lobes. Hmm. I'm not in a Tolkien movie. <laughs> um, not with that attitude. Mr. Regular, a standing invitation to ski and lodge at Kirkwood, California. You have a lodge there? So I'm listening. Hmm. Feel free to send me an email. Someone said hot take. All Subarus are bland. Have you driven an RS? Oh, there we go. There we go. Just want to make sure I didn't skip anyone. Terrible rejabs job. Small SUVs. Same age. Suggestions for where to camp in northeastern Pennsylvania. Like what kind of camping are we talking about here? Are we talking pooping in the woods camping? I can make some suggestions. But if you're talking car camping, I don't know, find a state. Find like an RV park or something. Like if you want to, like you're talking bringing your own toilet paper with you. Um, I could say hike out, out, drive to Palmerton, Pennsylvania and take the AT North. That's a good hike. And then some good camping. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it does look. Mm. Yeah, I love strawberries. It needs more water. I need more water in my strawberries. <laughs> Let's see. Oh God, that sound—the plopping sound. <laughs> they're also because they're frozen. They're also doubling as ice cubes. Nice. The Sunfish Grill, 2013. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, you can't even see this. Oh, no, 2013 Nissan Frontier. Official truck of. I wish I could afford a Toyota. <laughs> 2014 Nissan Frontier. Dealer incentives. Dealer incentives. Well, I got a Maxima, and that's a nice car. I'll get there, Frontier. I don't even notice Nissan Frontiers. They just blend in the background of everything. Yeah, I'm struggling. Yeah. Shaga, 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 over. Again, armadillos for life. What does that mean? I don't know. No one's. I'm never going to be able to understand this. I'm an old man, and I talk. People were like busting on me in the, in the. Uh, Phoenix video for tucking my polo shirt into my cargo shorts. I know styles are running away from me. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm outside. I want to look like an upstanding model citizen in a town I've never been in. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a Gordon Lightfoot song. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I am I am the walking equivalent of the adult contemporary radio station. You're you are the dream man of some daddy issues Eileen somewhere mm-hmm. in the world with just that aesthetic, mm-hmm. that normcore dad thing going mm-hmm. on. I mean, yeah. Will, you, oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, no idea what armadillos for life is. And if someone could please explain that. I'll uh, bet I'll bet this is this generation's all your base. Oh, yeah, well... I'll bet it has no meaning and you just say it. Well, all your bases came from a poor translation from a video game, but at least that felt like it had an origin. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could Google armadillos for life, but I really don't think it has anything to do with genuine enthusiasm for the armadillo. Yeah. Will Robertson, $10, thank you. Has the trend of hammock capping caught on with the AT through hikers? Yes. Also, completely unrelated, but have you heard the new pornographers? They are a great power pop band. I've not heard of that band. I've heard of them. I haven't heard them. So mm. it's, I don't know. I gotta check them out. Hammock camping. See, all the guys who hammock camp are laughing their asses off when they get to Roxylvania. Because you can't... Well, it's not really a lie. All the, there is still camp spots in PA. But, look, hammock camping means you're not really going to get mice in your tent. You are um, going to have really the same type of sleeping experience every single night. Um... um if it's if the ground is wet and muddy, you're not dealing with that. Yeah, you're off the ground. Uh, the bad news is if it rains, these hammock camps don't really have roofs that are structural. Yeah, you kind of have to build a like a rain flap or carry a tarp and then hang your tent up and then throw the tarp over it and then guy wire it down to stuff. Um, and then I don't know. It's it's extra work, and honestly, uh, freestanding tents are, are less of a hassle than a hammock. Also, you can put valuables in your tent with you. Yeah. And you don't have to put your backpack on the ground. Now, some hammocks have spots for your phone and stuff, but the tr but one of you know the truth about the AT is that some people who hike the AT are thieves and will go through your backpack when you're away. Yeah. So if someone's really bold, they can go through your backpack, which doesn't go in the hammock with you. Uh, it, uh, it stays propped up against one of your trees. Huh. So, you know, there are trade-offs. When I'm going to hike more, I'm just going to take a regular tent. I have it. It's in my uh, backpack right now. The thing that I'm worried about is what kind of effect is it having on your body to sleep in suspended every night? Yeah, cause because I feel like you're not getting the support you would necessarily need. Yeah. And that it's almost kind of the equivalent of, you know, uh, I don't know, sleeping with a foot dangling off the side of the bed. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Um, I don't know necessarily. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if there's a circulation thing or if you're going to mess up your back, but whatever. Right. I guess if you're hiking young and you're 21, you know, who cares? Yeah. You're, you're, your spine is fine and everything like that. He said standing up, <laughs> like half leaning up. I mean, because this, this futon is terrible for my yeah, back. Uh, the MCV, $5. Thank you. Haircut looks good, Nick. Oh, thank you. Uh, when is Trackless Bro 2 releasing? Thoughts on viewers driving to another town to get reviewed instead of locals? Well, Trackless Bro 2, I mean, I haven't even thought of, like, putting out another album. I'm super happy with the one I did. I would think I would 
consider like putting out singles because then you're in the studio you do the song and then it gets mixed and produced and it's done like we could go into this a studio one of that we don't even really need a studio per se but um because there's good enough sound just in this apartment uh but also it's just i don't i haven't been writing as many originals for the reviews since the last album i mean there have been originals and I still think some of the originals that I like the most are all the Christmas songs. And I'd like to think they're getting better each year, but I almost feel like I've plateaued with different kinds of stars, which was last year's Christmas song. And so now I got to think of like something that can top that mm. uh, just for me. Um, I might do two Christmas songs this year. Like I did the first year that I did a Christmas song for RCR yeah, where there were two of them. But uh, yeah, it's, fantastic to be able to do music and as for people driving to another town to get reviewed um i mean sometimes it's weird in the sense that i uh i guess it, there's a certain amount of guilt because they've come on a really long drive to see you like eric with the phoenix he drove what like three hours from wisconsin in a pontiac phoenix that yeah you know it's just not a car that in its current condition was probably meant to be taken you know across yeah. state lines and everything he but, said he had no problem with that radiator yeah. like his heat was fine staying at 180 and not moving yeah it's an impressive condition yeah. considering uh burgundy burnouts hey. wouldn't be a podcast about you <laughs> i could wax poetic for an hour about why GM should have merged Pontiac and Buick to sit with between Cadillac and Chevy. I get unreasonably passionate about Pontiac's death, and I am unashamed. To some people, that name meant something. Yeah. But I guess they had to cut something, and if they cut Buick, there would be a lot of robble, robble, robble from people's grandparents. Yeah. I always drive Buicks. Because Buick is a word you can put a lot of buh behind. Well, mm. Pontiac, you can load up that P as well. Yeah. But Buick. Pontiac. Three syllables. Buick. Buick. Two. Yeah. <laughs> even even the word is cumbersome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it. Merge Pontiac and Buick. Well, how do you merge Pontiac and Buick? Well, you're going to create a whole new marquee? Like General Man General Motors had just too many sub-brands. Huh. No one cried when Saturn went away. No one cried when Geo went away. Yeah. You're never going to get a Broadway musical about the <laughs> death of those brands. I mean, I would kind of love to just see... I, I, I would love to... One of my weird... Oldsmobile's gone. Yeah, it is... <laughs> Oh, man, are they ever. He says all GM stuff. Although you would never know in this area from some of the Oldsmobiles that are still kicking around. Oldsmobile 88. I wonder yeah. if that's still on Craigslist right now. Maybe. If you go to the Redding Craigslist, Redding, Pennsylvania Craigslist, there is a mint, like 87 Oldsmobile 88, asking price 1005 It is the old lady car. It's an estate car or an estate <laughs> sale. Yeah, they explain the whole thing of, yeah. you know, 90-something-year-old grandmother, and it has, like, 38,000 miles or some other ludicrous number. CP Windsor Sub. 
Is the Grand Caravan the official car of... Nah, that guy couldn't afford a Grand Caravan. <laughs> like, and that's saying something. I'll bet maybe he had that we're fucking condom story. Uh, that story didn't involve cars at all. It took place on a ski lift. Um, also, do you think caravans with stow and go are the most practical vehicles known to man? No. The second generation caravans with without stow and go, where the seats rolled out, they unclipped. You took the seats completely out. Stow and go seats. That means you're carrying your your, your cargo in addition to the seat. You don't. You take the two seats out of that caravan. You've lightened the car by 150 pounds. And uh, with stow and go seats, all the seats just fold away. Yeah, but their weight is still there. <laughs> the th the whole thing about us, like caravans, used to be you took the seats out and the car gets lighter, and then you put the cargo back in, and you're your null not null set you're broken even now you have to lug these seats around that aren't doing anything uh, stone go seats are dumb um there was someone in the live chat that mentioned and sorry if i miss your name but the chats kept scrolling that the reason uh pontiac got the axe rather than buick is because buick was popular in china so basically oh. buick buick survived for the exact we got Buick for the exact same reason that we got another Pacific Rim movie. <laughs> it's just did well in China. So let's keep that going. M -m -m money. Alex, anti antithesis? Antistenis. Antistenis. Should yeah. I buy a 98 Acura CL manual with $50,000 for $1,500? Yes, you should buy that car for $1,500. What's wrong with it? Mm. Something's wrong with it. Yeah, for 50,000 miles and $1,500 is kind of one of those two good-to-be-true bargains. Well, like the 88 in the on yeah. Reddings Craigslist. That was like 1400 That's a grandma car. An Acura CL is like luxury, like sport luxury. Um... I mean, there were... I'd, I'd encourage you, like, if you're going to get a, a car that cheap, you, uh... Uh, take it to like a Bruce Hen type person and ask for a pre-purchase inspection. Cost you about forty dollars, and then you'll get the truth of what's going up with that car. Mm. Mm. Oh, Spencer Christian finally said, "Mr. Regular, I'm five ten and one hundred sixty-ish. Should I start on a six fifty enduro? No. We're the same height, and you're fifteen pounds lighter than me. That's that's too big of a bike. Uh, it's going to throw you off of it." And uh, it's going to be heavy, and it's going to be hard to lift. Start on a 250. If you really want an Enduro, Spencer, you can have one. You should get the Honda XR230L. That would be a good starting bike for you. You need a bike that's going to teach you how to be a motorcyclist. Oh, I'm going to get a bike I can grow into. My job is to keep you alive and not keep you happy. Yeah. So your your first bike is one that learn that, that teaches you, that will tolerate mistakes. A 650 enduro that's a lot of torque. That bike, if you're gonna if you're gonna treat it with ignorance, it's gonna put you on the ground, man. Yeah. Um, you do not want a bike that can raise its front wheel just by rolling on the throttle too much. My DR650 will do that even with its puny beginner carburetor that everybody switches out yeah no 
you you want a bike where you can make dumb mistakes and the thing isn't gonna buck and do something stupid on you if you really want an enduro uh uh honda xr 230l if you and there is a reason why i feel like every one of these questions get answered with no you want a honda because i feel it's almost it's helps you become the type of rider who can handle those bigger bikes you know you have to start small in a very literal sense you know before you build up and i think it teaches you in a way how to come correct at other motorcycles from what i've observed just from other people's experiences because i can't even get a motorcycle helmet to fit my head much less actually do anything with a motorcycle myself the sensation of speed is going to be unreal even on a 250 or 200 or 175 i'll never forget the first time i rode my 1982 honda cm250c on 222 mm. uh, when i was living down in lansdale pennsylvania mm. i took it on the i took it on the high it's a road i've driven a hundred times yeah which i've gone like just cruising along 70 if i have to but i'm going 60 on this motorcycle i thought i was gonna die yeah because at that time i got the bike i had my permit and everything you know, still working on my license, but you can ride a motorcycle by yourself with just a permit. And I I just never rode faster than 40 because I was just on surface streets and commuting to work. I'm like, oh, 45, I'm going kind of quick. <laughs> but going 60, the noise of the wind, cars ripping by you going, oh, yeah. The bike shaking a little bit, hitting the spaces in between because sections of uh, 222 and Pennsylvania likes this, doing the concrete on the highway. Mm -hmm. You're driving along it and it's just boom, 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 boom as the concrete sections as you go past them. But on a bike, it's bam, 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 bam. And then the semi-truck passes you, whole boom, and you get caught in its wash. And the bike goes, mm, like you're getting pulled. And then the sound of beetles hitting your full frame, full faced helmet. It's like me taking stones and just throwing them at you. you go tank, tank, and then bugs go on you. You forget how crazy alive the highway is. And I know this is straight from Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. You look down at the foot on, just on your peg and it's a sneaker and realizing that that's the real highway a few inches below it. Well, not a few inches, maybe a foot below it. That's the real thing. And you can actually, you can just reach down and lightly touch it with your sneaker and feel it like sank going, going right, right by. Yeah. And yeah. So oh, I want a bike I can grow into. Believe me, it'll be fast enough. You're entering a completely different universe of speed. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So where are we? Dr. Squared said the ATC Vaporwave stuff is awesome, man. Thanks. I've started a my own little personal channel. Nick has one as well. Yep. Uh, mine is just called Mr. Regular. I pet it has one video on it, and it's more Vaporwave ATC 
ambiance music. Yeah, and mine is called Limited Time Roman, which is mostly just me and my nephew reviewing uh, limited time only foods. And the occasional, like, I put out a video today that is basically my Survivor audition video, mm. more or less. Um, Haven't actually sent it in yet, but it's mostly about... It's a video, or it's a Survivor audition video that's about how bad of an idea it is for me to go on Survivor. But it's, yeah. That's, uh. John Sanders. Texan Dettles. <laughs> Words I guess you could say on uh, regular television. Ticks and Dettles. They'd probably have notes on that anyway. This reminds me of that episode of Recess where they try to come up with like, they're not allowed to swear, so they try to come up with a word that sounds like a swear, and so they'd settle on womps, and they're like, man, this womps! And, you know, teachers are getting mad, but they can't do anything about it because it's not a swear word. <laughs> that type of thing. It's like dicks and ticks and ditties. That's the beauty of language. Yeah. Language finds a way. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's untouchable. Chad Neff said, thoughts on first-gen Lexus IS300s. I've been thinking about buying one. Well, it's an older car. Um, people like to steal them. Like, is this it's not your first car. It's just getting one. Like, if you want one as, like, a fun mess-around car, yeah, no problem. Get it in manual. Um, you'll have fun with it. Uh, as a daily, I don't think so. Yeah. But as a fun, fun kind of throw around car, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And even without the hay, they get stolen a lot. I don't think that's something you want to street park if you have to. Yeah. Street park. So, like, if you live in a place like I do, then don't do yeah. that. <laughs> oh, Andrew C. Someone's saying you can start on a 60. Yes. He he's proven my point. Andrew C is proving my point. Just don't turn the throttle too far because you'll go over backwards. You want a bike that see that's what called that's what tolerating a mistake is. You get a two fifty bike and accidentally grab a handful of throttle, it's not gonna throw you. Yeah. You need a bike that's smarter than the rider. Yeah, that's it's the kind of thing that killed uh oh the middle Dunlop Frank, I wanna say, where he accidentally, you know, he grabbed the wrong part of the bike threw him and then that was the the story of him it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should right. i could jump off the bingaman street bridge into the schuylkill and probably survive but i don't want to actually do that uh jero tina two dollars says thoughts on sky king of seattle from last weekend oh was that that guy who stole the plane i don't know Maybe I don't know. This Thoughts is the first on, time here. Have people been calling him Sky King? I mean, I guess we. Well, live people in a... put Danger Zone over the over the video. The guy shot of the guy barrel rolling the commuter, <laughs> the Haviland Eight. Yeah, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know what they're talking about, some Sky grounds crew guy freaking had a mental breakdown and stole an airplane from uh, the Seattle airport, SeaTac, and just did some barrel rolls and aerobatics in a plane that's not supposed to be able to do that. And then, but you know, he knew enough from apparently YouTube videos or that's what Tony airlines said that he thought happened. This guy probably watched some YouTube videos of how to start a to have an eight huh. taxied it out, 
gave it the beans, you know, pulled the yoke up, rotated it, probably knew enough to pull the gear up, and was just flying this plane around. F-15s were scrambled, because they don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. And the guy, the guy, it was like, it was, it was his uh, lethal weapon moment. He, he knew he was going to die because he doesn't know how to land. <laughs> so he crashed and died. It's, um... I think he crashed in the ocean. The, uh, straight off of, uh, Know Your Meme, it's... Sky King is a nickname given to 29-year-old ground service operator Richard Russell after he stole Horizon Air Bombardier Dash 8 Q400 airliner from the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport and died after crashing on Ketrin Island in Puget Sound. The incident spawned numerous image macros, Photoshop and fan arts on 4chan and blah blah blah. So, yeah, that's kind of a weird and random thing to do. Uh, and I don't know why they would call you Sky King if you die at the end. Yeah. That's like, you know, eh, I can't think of an analogy right now. But Danger Zone? <laughs> Maverick? Well, the internet is a strange mistress. Yes, it is. You're not in charge of your own meme. No. And any PR firm or clueless boomer who tries to manipulate the internet gets whatever he deserves. Yep. Or deserves whatever he gets. Check Reddit inbox for armadillos for life meaning. Okay. Thank you, Sagakigavagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagag
um, and they're used up, uh, and they don't hold. Uh, gosh, you know, I we're I worry about those cars uh, spinning main bearings. Uh, I worry about them burning their cams. I worry about valve float. I worry about stuck valves. I don't really worry about them overheating, but, uh, and I worry about the clutches and the auto trans is just giving out. There's a reason you got that car for 4,005 is that I don't know how much life is left in it, but for a sub $5,000 car, that is a lot of power. And that is a pretty good deal. If that's your goal, mm. if that's your goal, just have a burner and be able to unhook the, uh, the traction control. Being able to just light up the tires could do a lot worse. Oh, and the, the uh, live deliberately thing was apparently a Thoreau reference. I went into the oh. woods to live deliberately, which Fuck. just kind of like flew over my head. And I think I have Walden Pond over there somewhere. Yeah. I um, had Walden. I don't know what I did with it. I like Walden Pond, but he is sucking his own dick. For the most part. <laughs> It is self-flatch... Autofiladio. There we go. Brian Silverman says, It's the number the kids like. <laughs> if, gosh, uh, I keep saying he can never come back. <laughs> but if he comes back, he, he, he would have that written on a car. Like... Somewhere, and it would have nothing to do with anything. Like, this is the number the kids like. I mean, you just you bring back the voice. It, it, you would just write it on the side of the car with shoe polish, like you do at a drag strip. Drag <laughs> strip. The same sort of applicator that I use to polish my band shoes. Um, Cyrus Man 99. Thank you for $5. Thoughts on the Honda Grom? Love it. What about the new BMW G310R? Don't know what that is. Also, can you please do BMW 335i official car of? Okay. Like, what generation are we talking about here? We're talking about an E30? Pretty cool. <sighs> BMW 335i. If this is a cell phone, it's the official car of putting your cell phone down on the bar and then putting your BMW key right next to it. <laughs> Emblem up. Driving a BMW 335i is the equivalent of turning the label of the soda can toward your friends in real life. Mm. You don't have a YouTube channel, but you're still on brand. <laughs> it reminds me of that absolutely terrible dad joke that I wrote before leaving here. Uh, or leaving for here of uh, what does a millennial or what does a teenage Instagram star do his history report or do for his, what does a teenage Instagram star do for his history report on American presidents what Lincoln bio <laughs> uh, it was better in the written form but uh yeah you, you should post that to our dad jokes huh perhaps i should and perhaps i will 
So now we are in end game. Try uh, this gum. Spearmint. <laughs> Trying to double your fun, eh, Bart? I'll <laughs> double your detention. <laughs> and now we enter end game. It's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. <laughs> What's up, TK here? Uh, Mr. R, do you still do you still do your accounts using the receipts taped in book? Yes. Yeah. It's in a big three-ring binder over there. I save all my receipts. And I do my uh I do my taxes by hand. And then I put them on the computer. I got a backup in case the computer goes down. As my dad says, because we all turn into him. Well, don't we all become our fathers? Yeah. A little bit. Fart smell like my dad, too. Hmm. The actual Team Ryan. Thank you for your donation, sir. I saw an early 1980s Citron station wagon while I was out yesterday. It was awesome to see something out of place in southern Illinois. Very nice. What cars have made you ask, how did you get here? My mom and I were driving back from Bruce's. She took me to Bruce's so I could pick up the Falcon. And on the way back, we saw something I couldn't identify. Hmm. And it looked like one of those Japanese sub-brands. Like, like I think it was a Yunos, which is a sub-brand of Mazda. Because over in, uh, in Japan, the Miata wasn't called the Miata or the MX-5. It was called the Yunus Roadster. Hmm. Which, the, the, like, Japan like, like to go crazy with the sub-brands and, like, pre super premium brands. There was nothing different about it. It was just, they would have, it was very general motors of them. And I saw something like that, and I wondered how it got here. Like, when I see a JDM car, you know, here in the mid-state, it's usually some piece of shit that someone, you know, you know, they got a Sylvia and suddenly they're the coolest guy in the tri-county area. It's usually something absolutely garbage. Yeah. But I often wonder when I see... I don't wonder when I see odd British cars, because th there is, like, British Car Club of Pennsylvania, I think. And what cars do I really wonder? You know, n now that Japanese classics exist, you can really get anything you want if, the, if you have the K-Y-Y-Yash. But stuff I wonder, how did they get here? Well, there was that uh, Fiero at uh, the car park in New Zealand. That made me wonder. That's kind of, yeah. When I see weird, Amer when it's weird Americans, like mundane American stuff that is just crap here yeah. in other countries. That makes me like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was less of a how did you get here and more of a why. why? <laughs> yeah, like if I saw a Peugeot... Yeah, rolling around here. Or Peugeot 205. That would be like, ah, why? Yeah, I get it. They're, they're super neat. And the guy probably has eclectic tastes. Yeah. Like when Muller, one of the Bruce Hen's best customers, brought bought that Suzuki Alto and made that little video of it. That made me wonder how it got here. Yeah, full of mysteries. Avelion? Looks like it. Uh, $5. Thank you so much. Looking for a fun highway commuter for 6k, and I don't really like the Mazda 3. Was hoping you guys might have a recommendation. Mustang GT. 
you could probably get in your hands in an SN95 for six grand. Um, you uh, can also get a Panther body. Now we're talking highway commuter here, something that's good for miles. You can get a, probably a V6 Honda Accord. These may not be car suggestions I you wanted, but I'm giving you stuff that works. Um, mm, yeah, V6 Camaro, maybe. Uh, Nissan Maxima 5-speed, like that one we drove one time that I think a school teacher owned. That would be a good highway car. Um... <laughs> Toyota Solora. They're still too new. I think they're more expensive than six grand. Eh, maybe not. Um, they did make the Honda Accord 6MT in a coupe. That'd be neat. That's my suggestion. If you can find one for six grand. All right. The actual team, Ryan, thank you for $2. And it's just P.S. Enjoying limited time, Roman. So wholesome. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy the show. Um, and there was somebody earlier who was asking... Um, how to actually find your personal channel the one that you just started for the vaporwave and other yeah stuff. i should make a video just promoting it yeah you got i made a post on twitter so i hardly promoted it yet yeah you do i need to have more stuff on it before i really promote it yeah like right now there's more one videos yeah i have a bunch of videos that are like maybe 40 views each <laughs> Is an XRS or normal Corolla? The XRS is pretty rare, but it got like a VTEC in it. The XRS needs 93 octane. That means you know, it's expensive if you don't have the money to fill that thing all the time. Pat Uellis, uh, $5, says, I bought a CB500X over an Africa Twin. Yeah, all right. Just because the Africa Twin was so big, it is a tall bike. I still want to do the exact same rally rides in the trails the bigger bikes do. Look, trail rides are going to be fine with your CB500X, even if you get dual sport tires on it. What I learned that even if you go to something a little bit more serious, like my DR650, it's still not as good as a dedicated off-road bike. It's only marginally better than your CB500X or an Africa Twin. When you get into dirty, muddy, rocky stuff, you need a legit enduro or a motocross bike. These dual sports just don't cut it. They're too heavy. And their tires, the, the suspension is too soft for the trail. Um, the, the bikes need plastic tanks, not metal. The, the cumbersome, the, your mirrors are getting caught on branches. Uh, your turn signals, if you fall over, you're going to break them off. There's just so much that can go wrong. Um, if you really want to do rally rides, unless you don't give a fuck about that bike, fine. But eh, just save it. Just do the maintain trails. And if you really want to do off-road stuff, um, you're going to need a, a dedicated off-road bike or be fine with riding. Because like, if you want to ride off-road in any capacity, you need DOT knobby tires. If you have a dual sport, like if you want a bike that you're going to ride on the street and then ride on the trail and then ride home again, you need DOT knobbies, which are knobby tires that's, that are, have the bare minimum of tread patch that pass for street legal tires, and they're dog shit on the roads. 
they slide, they're weird. You have no confidence in riding, especially in braking, because you don't want your, the, since the tire has so many knobs on it, there's not a lot of rubber hitting the road. And also they're loud on the highway. When I had my DR350, uh, they, were, they were terrible on the road. God, they suck for street riding. What what you need is that guy with that Nissan Frontier and a trailer. Trail your, your a dedicated bike for off-road and then just ride it around. I mean, and then have your street bike for the street. Mm-hmm. Combined in the two is idiotic. And yet, I've bought them and did. But I'm selling my bike. My poop, poop comes from, from my butt. butt. Fart, no smell. Your bark was loud, but then your bite wasn't vicious. When a good fart rips... I always say tremendous. Danny Semantics. Thank you, sir. Do y'all have any favorite non-car related podcasts you enjoy? Oh, yeah. Ever heard of the podcast Calm Down? <laughs> I have not. I, I don't doubt that it's real. Yeah. Um, podcasts I like. Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Greg Fitzsimmons, Hardcore History, Smoking Tire. Oh, wait, that's a car one. Allison Rosen is your best friend. Music for Programming, which is a music podcast of just trance music. Uh, And then I'm bringing up my podcast addict to remind me of mine, because the one that I've gotten into a lot is a uh, case file uh, the case file podcast is absolutely fantastic and really interesting uh, a lot of it, well it's a true crime one but it's narrated by this australian guy and researched by other people um and it's just very in-depth look into these little slices of different morbidity i mean i talked about this on the podcast last week about how it's kind of the opposite of schadenfreude and you almost feel guilty for getting entertainment value out of a true crime podcast because this is the lowest moment in life for a lot of these people uh but it's just so well told and so well delivered you know even if it's a story that i kind of know a bit about because i've heard some of these on unsolved mysteries but yeah, I also love um, Rob has a podcast, which is Rob Sesternino's uh, Survivor podcast, which is great. Uh, like the Survivor know-it-alls, and uh, AJ Benza's Fame is a Bitch because he used to be the guy behind uh, Mysteries and Scandals on E, and uh, I find that kind of interesting. And of course, uh, Rogan Diaz, uh, you know, Wrestling Observer Radio, which I love, and uh, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Those, I, I just, those are podcasts that I really get into. So yeah, I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to, and I, but I do a lot of driving, so it, and a lot of gym, so the time passes fast. Cool. A uh, link to the Mr. Regular channel, a quick search doesn't return it. Well, I only oh. posted the video like today yeah that was the person who asked the question earlier Uh um and i forgot that you actually did post to the facebook page with the link to the video so if Mm -hmm. you just click on or go to the regular car reviews on facebook and then look at the video post that brian did and it'll take you to his channel 
Crywit says, what are your feelings on the regular Russian car, the Lada? Never seen one, never driven one. I want to. Mm. I need to know. And I will know one way or another. Yes. Um, the closest we're going to get to like an Eastern European car is a Yugo, which uh, Justin Lose owns one. Uh, and also uh, another gentleman I met named Jim has one, but that's all the way in the Jersey Shore. Huh. Although he said he'd is one of these things. Well, I'll drive it to you. I'll drive it to you. I'm like, eh, like like Justin Lowe's called dibs on us. Um, but this guy has a bunch of other stuff. He also owns a DeLorean. Oh wow. Um, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what Jim does. That he has he has like five different cars. It's weird. And they're uh, all pretty neat. My daily upload says Canada has Lotus. Oh, interesting. So another reason to eventually do rcr canada maybe yeah. uh, if we ever get it an offer for a lauda zenial trash uh again thank you sir i just got a 1973 impala that's a lot of car hard top for you guys to review if you ever come back to colorado already sent an email good man thanks for all the content heart you guys yep colorado again some point we didn't even go into denver at all uh, that would be another just fly out thing. Yeah. Escape the winter. You know, most of the pain of driving to Colorado was Nebraska. It's like you hit Omaha and then there's nothing. Yeah. The highways are super flat. And then I remember trying to, um, just like spot any sign of life. I think we were on 100 something or something like that. Uh, and then all I did was just look at my Garmin and said, okay, like just watching the miles count down. It's like, don't click the thing that says time. Yeah. Because that'll make you embarrassed. Just say, oh, it's 100 miles. Oh, 99 miles. Because so that, that number would go down miles until destination yeah that number moved but time you had a better idea of it yeah whereas just when that number gets down you're there so stop thinking about time just think about distance daca jones five says no question this time thank you for your insight on my questions i appreciate both of your opinions and yeah he just wanted to say power interior he just wanted the power Interior is crap. Has 120,000 on a police car. Ooh. Definitely fits his personality. Where well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for your generous donation, Doc of Jones 5. I hope he enjoys it. And if it fits his personality, it probably does. Dan Dunlop says, at work as a janitor, we've, not, we've had the same job. Someone pooped in an elevator. Oh, are you in a hotel? And left the empty packaging for a flashlight. Shout out to drug addicts. <laughs> uh, I mean, there really is no other explanation than drugs. Well, I feel for you, man. God, cleaning up shit sucks. It's like... I don't know which is worse. A guy who's just... You're like, you know what's going on. They're, they're drug. They're druggies. And they just shit in an elevator. So you get out a plastic shovel and scoop it into a bag. 
and then get the rug doctor mm. and just which shoots the hot water in and just sucks it up and that's the end of it and then you gotta empty that tank or when I was that janitor in that shoe insole factory uh, cleaning up poo from the bathroom floor next to the toilet and it's like not a lot of it and we had like a lot of old people who've been working at this factory for a long time hmm. and that means that either they're they didn't make it to the toilet or were so out of it that they pooped sideways and it fell off well it dribbled down the side of the toilet and onto the floor so it turns out that uh, we skipped three super chats. Oh shit! Uh, but I already got the first one. If you how far up? A uh, bit more. Uh, they're all green. Oh, I see. It's so, serpentine belts. Yeah, it starts. I think it starts there with the yeah. So we got the heart, you guys. Yeah. So thanks, Doctor Jones Five, Joan Five Jones, uh, for uh, letting us know. And sorry. Thank you. Uh, Derek Mayorkic. Ironic. Uh, Ironic? Yeah. Here we go. Says, going to test a matrix as a new daily. Yep. That was on the short list of things to... Uh, I was for a while considering that as a replacement for uh, Goldie. Is it just a Corolla with a hatch? I think there are Corolla bits, but I think it's its own platform, I think. I recommend it. I, that and the Pontiac Vibe. Same car, right? They're great. Um, fun. So what if it's a toy? So what if it's a Corolla with a hatch? It's gonna. It, that car is not gonna quit. It's a good choice, man. I like it. Cactus catastrophe. Oh yeah, I see you a lot. Hello, cactus catastrophe. What's up, gents? I tried replacing the serpentine belts on my Civic, and it went about as well as the Mercury program. <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah, they're not easy to get to, are they? They're they're, they're on the side. You gotta you gotta take crap out of the way. I hope you didn't have to uh, un take the engine off the engine mount and jack it up a little bit. But um, placing the serpentine belts on my Civic. Uh, did you get them on? I mean, you can get them on. Like I re uh, redid the serpent singular serpentine belt on my Honda Fit. It took a while. You scrape your hands, and you got to do it by feel, not by eyeballs, but you can do it. Hmm. Well, a serpentine belt is supposed to be singular, and that it's one belt that drives everything. Yeah. I mean, if if you have more than one belt, you typically just call them V-belts, or like notched V-belts. Well, they're not V-belts. They're, they're grooved V-belts, something like that. Hmm. I have to sign up. People are still sending super chat questions, but I won't care. But I, you know, I'm not going to argue with Yo pe, Yo Pejo. Yo Pa Pajo Pajo. I don't know. Jacob F says, "I remember seeing your '95 Miata review two years ago. Help me decide to buy an NA." Oh, very cool. Your review, reviews are a rare mix of strange humor and helpful advice. Thanks. Well, thank you, Jacob, and yes, thank you thank for you. your donation. Dr. Jones, a uh, regular. That, Did I skip one? No, no, no. That was the one you already answered, Dr. Jones. No question this time. Okay. Yeah. And Dun, Dan, Dan Dunlop. Dunlop. We and we're all, we're all caught up. Adrian Records. Do you think the age of buying cheap used cars is coming to an end? Nope. <laughs> Boomers are dying and people can't buy their cars. Yeah. So, their car, so the price of those used cars go down. 
because yeah. they realize that they could either pass them on or uh, realize that no one has any money to buy them. So the the market gets flooded with used cars and the price goes down. Hmm. As a mechanic, I really don't think used cars are going to be viable cheap transport since all the computers cost upwards of $1,000 to replace when they break. That's true, isn't it? Hmm. Now, you have plenty of stuff from the 90s that you can swap in a mega squared ECU and they work. But again, that's money and that requires knowledge. But those simple ones from like the 90s and the early 2000s is rarely a problem with them. Yeah. Of course, the car has to be cheap enough to that takes into account that the computer may go. Um, a lot of those old Hondas, I don't see the ECUs going bad. Mm-hmm. Volkswagens, maybe. Subarus, they don't. Unless, you know, they get water in them and people try to drive through water, which yeah. people are doing now. Well, yeah. Like, oh, I know the road's closed, but I can make it through. <laughs> well, that's what my, why my check engine light came on last week. Not because I purposely drove through water. It's just I didn't realize how bad it had gotten because we'd been experiencing some flash flooding in our area. And uh, Philip uh, Hewn actually messaged me to check in on us to make sure because he saw about the floods and was like hey are you guys all right i'm like uh yeah we're good but thank you so much for checking in really cool guy i mean the floods are odd for pennsylvania and they're very big but it's not our first rodeo with with with, uh i think after the uh berks county hail which fucked everybody's day up yeah and everybody's car too yeah insurance is they just had to pay out the ass for the hail thing uh water is like look the rain is coming move your move your car find alternate routes i mean that hail just was a sucker punch yeah and it came out of nowhere like i don't remember there being any forewarning i just remember having a nap and waking up to what sounded like you know just every, uh, some deity taking popcorn shits on the roof <laughs> it's just weird cry wit says star wars or star trek well when i was in high school see my yeah i gosh i liked both but i did make a lightsaber out of a broom handle mm. so largely i was star trek but lately when we've just been getting our these Benoit balls of star 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 war Benoit balls being just shoved up my rectum and I don't care I like solo I didn't wasn't attached to the characters at all you know the classic Star Trek looks really good and uh, even though I haven't seen a whole episode I just watched clips they say uh, Seth MacFarlane's Orville is more Star Trek than Star Trek yeah i'd probably say so i mean i've only seen a few i haven't not enough to really give a full opinion on it they're on to a second season yeah they are and now it's more going to be in the realm of star trek-esque adventuring rather than trying to sell it as a comedy the way fox did yeah which i mean it is it's more of a drama with comedic elements so i'm fine with that like the my favorite joke from the oroville is uh the the commander ex-wife saying we're on the edge of known space and we're charting planets we're the first people here 
aren't you excited? And the one guy just goes, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is boring work. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, this is dumb. I like that. Yeah. I like people in, like, extraordinary situations being over it. Yeah. Oh, and I'm big into Deep Space Nine, but I'm mostly a Star Wars guy. Like, even now, I don't really care uh, that maybe it's not as good as it used to be. I just... I don't know. I have a deep love of Star Wars. It's almost similar to pro wrestling. Like, they get you as a kid, and once those hooks are in you, they're in you forever. Yeah. So. In a regular chat, uh, Trevor says, Joe Rogan, the official podcast of talking about the meaning of life, and then switching to a video of Monkey throwing at shit. <laughs> There's this one clip that, like, is the most Roganist moment of everything. Mm. And... <laughs> And it's got to be up there somewhere. It's just Joe sitting there saying, you know, it's crazy that we've been able to find a monetary value for human life. You ever see that video of the guy being eaten by a tiger? No. <laughs> oh, my God, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, I think there's like a Joe Rogan bot now that can like make statements yeah and i and i pulled out one of those ones uh where i was on uh, it was on the appalachian trail uh read it and the headline was the scariest thing to wake up to mm. and it's a video a cell phone video of someone waking up in their tent and there's a fucking bear right there oh. and the bear is just like <laughs> and and the guy had a uh, the guy had his rain flap off of his tent so the tent, you know how some tents are just mesh and then you put the rain tent on top of it. And if you take that off, you're just sleeping in kind of like a mosquito net. Yeah. Like there's no rain protection at all. But on super hot nights, you know, that's what you want. You just just don't put bugs on me and I'll be fine. So it's just him just sitting in what is the equivalent of a college laundry bag, like a mesh laundry bag and there's a bear like checking you out right there and my comment to that was like joe rogan voice oh jesus motherfucking christ <laughs> and then from that devolved like a joe rogan thing yeah it's like and my response was to someone else was like yo bears don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> so without a name there just something just says twenty dollars message redacted Oh, Which well, hey, yeah, I didn't you, even know you could do that. Uh, I have a no name. Yeah. Are we? Is that? Uh, there's that $50 one. That may be the last oh, wait, one. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the last All one. Right. So after this, we're calling it a night. 11, right. 17 p.m. Yo, Paho. Living on the West Coast for a long time. And it's always nice to see you drive around the various areas in Pennsylvania in your videos, and that's my true home. Respect and thanks. Well, ah. thank you, and thank you for your donation. Yeah, uh, for as much as we go, it's still a Pennsylvania show, and yeah. we would mostly just make references to the tri-county, <laughs> tri-state area. Yeah. And even, like, Pittsburgh's weird, you guys out there. This is strictly an East PA show, um, although we get out there more often. I think I'm going out for Justin Lowe's party in October. October, I think the first week. Oh, well, I'll be at New York Comic Con. Anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, well, thank you, Yopeho, and thank you to everybody who donated to Super Chat for hanging out with us tonight. It is late. 
Yeah, it is. And I'm still sweating. I don't know if I'm going to take the second shower. Oh, I put food in my steamer. Well, it's just been generally keeping itself warm. It'll be fine. My vegetables will be a little bit uh, high school lunch, but I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're heading. Uh, uh, someone says, have you ever been around Lansdale, PA? Dude, John, I lived in Lansdale. <laughs> you know where the Montgo Hospital is? Wait, Lansdale or Lenhartsville? No, Lansdale. Yeah, it was Lansdale. Yeah, I lived in Lansdale near the Montgo Hospital. Was that County Line Road or something like that? Hmm. I think there was like Giuseppe's Pizza, and I used to have pizza in 40s on Friday night. <laughs> God damn it. I drank the OE. Uh, oh, man. I don't it's the Costanza says I live near Lansdale. Yeah, I, for, I forget. It, it's been almost 10 years since I lived there. So it's been over 10 years since I lived there. So I don't know if that pizza place is still there. If the... If the... Uh, if the a pizza place, it was near like a Taco Bell, but it wasn't near Five Points. It was somewhere else. <laughs> Dell's Guns. I remember there was a gun shop there. A gun shop? Yeah, gun shop near the mall. I bought a uh, Ruger Mark II there for like 350 bucks. That's weird. That's, a, that's cheap. That's super cheap. And Nowadays, you'll pay like 500 for a decent Ruger Mark II. Of course, this, we're now up to the Ruger Mark IV. Anyway, but Go I'm figure. not I'm not buying any more guns. It's I have too many hobbies. Cars are enough. Yeah. Anyway, have a very good night, guys. We're right. wrapping this up. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week. And thank you for supporting this silly car show.